This is Do Good and Do Well, the podcast for people who want to make a positive difference in the world without losing themselves in the process. I'm Sarah Fox, life, business and leadership coach. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing stories from social and creative entrepreneurs and leaders to help inspire you as a change maker to do good and do well. Hi everyone and welcome to the Do Good and Do Well podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking to Charlie Day. Charlie is a multi-award winning entrepreneur. She's built three children activity businesses from the ground up and her last venture saw her and her sister launch preschool phonics classes, which started in a village hall and now has 60 franchisees internationally within three years. In 2019, at just 31, Charlie won Young Entrepreneur of the Year for Essex. Her efforts have been praised by Theo Pafitas when she won Small Business Sunday. Charlie has been featured in Elite Franchising, The Guardian series and The Independent. Charlie now teaches mums in business how to grow and scale their businesses while working flexibly around their children. She is host of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast and also runs the Entrepreneurs Growth Club to help mums in business reach their true potential. Charlie and I talk about business, parenting, money, sales, when things aren't going well, when things are going well. And I hope that something resonates with you. Enjoy. Enjoy. A huge welcome, Charlie, to the Do Good and Do Well podcast. We're in lockdown three. How are you? Well, if anybody can say that they're good in a lockdown, I guess I guess it would be me because luckily, somehow, um, the preschool has managed to stay open and I have a four-year-old, just turned four-year-old, so he's still in preschool. So we're able to keep that bit of normality, which has been great for us. And a huge thanks to anybody who's working in that sector who is having to go out and do all of the things. I, for one, appreciate them more than they will ever know. (laughs) Okay, so before we get started, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? So I'm Charlie Day. I'm the co-founder of Phonics with Robot Reg. Along with my sister, Alex, I co-founded Phonics with Robot Reg to teach preschoolers and toddlers phonics. The beginnings of reading and writing. My sister was a primary school teacher. I sort of came in this from a business background and we collaborated our skills and we created Phonics with Robot Reg. And we're passionate about getting phonics a love of learning, literacy, education from a really young age. This year, we've also expanded that into reception in year one because of the lockdown and home learning, which has been really, really exciting for us. It's a franchise business, so we have over 50 franchises across the UK and Australia. So that is sort of my main thing that I do. But also in March last year, I set up the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. Actually, it's weird how things happen, isn't it? But two weeks before we went into the first national lockdown, I set this group up, just wanted to create a community of other small business owners. I was always meeting people for coffee and lunch and talking about business. And I'm such a geek. I love that sort of thing. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to set up this community. 
And so I did, and it, and it grew really quickly at the beginning, much faster than I thought it would. And then two weeks later, we found ourselves in this national lockdown and people needed that support more than ever. Mm. And actually, I thought if I could impact any businesses so that they stay alive, so that they keep going, so that not not just survive, but actually thrive throughout this really difficult period. I just thought to myself, if there's anywhere I can do that, then that would be amazing. And so I, I launched my own paid for community where people come in and they learn how to create more sales in their business. They get a path to growth and all of those things. And it's just been the most amazing I mean I hate it when people use the word journey but it has been the most <laughs> amazing journey I've made some like lifelong friends it's just been incredible it supported me and my business mm. through this time but also I've seen people create businesses people grow businesses in the hardest times businesses stay alive and yeah it's just been amazing so that's what I sort of that's my side hustle mm. um, the entrepreneurs growth club and I run my own podcast as well the entrepreneurs growth club podcast so mm. yeah that's me yeah you are amazing I mean I first so I first met <laughs> in inverted commas Charlie because I joined the free Facebook group for the entrepreneurs growth club and I'm just so struck by your energy and your authenticity as well because I think you know I watch you on your lives and I I've done a couple of your challenges and it really comes from, it's so obvious that it comes from this place of really wanting to support other business owners. And yes, of course, it has an impact on your own business. And as business people, we've got to think about that. It has a real sense of integrity about it. And I've certainly enjoyed being part of that community and talking to other business owners who do very different things to me quite often. But yeah, thank you for creating that space. Yeah, I think it's really important, isn't it? And when you run your own business, there's a lot of outside noise that comes in like, why are you doing this? Why have you created this? What Are you going off on a tangent? What is this? And at the beginning, and I, I'm not like woo, but it's funny how things pan out and there's a reason for everything. And sometimes on this journey, I haven't necessarily known what I'm doing or like had this big end game I've just wanted to help people mm -hmm. I've wanted to create a community I love talking to small business owners and I'm not I don't come from a family full of small business owners my friends aren't small business owners so I wanted to find my own crowd and often when I went to networking events or I, I met up with other people and I love being inspired by people so I've always followed like mentors and things like that but sometimes I felt that a lot of people had a business that wasn't really a business, like their business would be helping people to create a business. And I was always looking for somebody who ran a business, who was really successful, who also helped people to run a business. Like, and, and I just, I didn't find that, that that person was very easy. And and when I went into networking events, it was full of people just wanting to sell to you and, and be so full of their own thing. And that's just not me. And so I just was like, I'm going to create my own thing where I help people out and 
you know, I do all the things that I want to do, but I am still a business owner. I am always going to be first and foremost a business owner. And so that does mean that some opportunities present themselves. And I just have to think, do you know what? I can't do that. Unfortunately, I've got a four year old, I've got my own business. I've got lots going on. So I think my boundaries have to be quite strong, but I I love doing it. And so I just think go with your heart, do what you love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about boundaries for a second? Because I speak to a lot of clients and um, members of my group who really struggle with saying no, who who struggle because it feels icky to to say no to something because either you feel you should do it because it's part of your work or there might be an opportunity that comes from it. Have you got any tips? How do you hold those boundaries firm? I think it's hard. (laughs) That is the first thing I'm going to say, because at the beginning, you need to take every single opportunity that comes your way. Absolutely. And, you know, you need to be getting in the right spaces. The problem is if you give, people expect. And this is what I have struggled with. You know, people just asking me for for things for free or people will say, oh, can, can we just jump on a call? And you think, well, no, of course, I can't just jump on a call with everybody, you know. But you want to help as many people as you can. So you really have to think about how can I do it across like a, a lot of people? And jumping on calls with people is just a no-go. You can't do that. It's a it's a bad business idea to be talking to people one-on-one for free. So things like that from the beginning, I was just always like, no, I don't have enough time because I'm doing this and I'm doing this and my time's very precious. I think running your own business, you've got to be so clear what you do. And so if someone contacts you and says, can we jump on a call? You've got to be like, at this point, I always say no, but join my group and put any questions in there that you've got. So I always have the process that I want them to go through rather than the thing that they want me to Mm. do for them. But it is hard. And I always say messaging. I, I think as an entrepreneur, your messaging needs to be really, really clear. So I'm always about helping business owners grow and scale their business and create more sales. Now I get, I, I'm absolutely so lucky to get people knocking on my door with opportunities, with amazing opportunities. And I've had one this morning that was just phenomenal. And like, oh my God, I'm so excited. That is so good. But actually, when I sat down and and thought about the amount of time that I was going to have to put into that project, and it's not in line with my messaging, they wanted me to go off on a completely different tangent and talk about something else that I have no doubt that I would do it justice if I Mm. did it, but it's not helping me get to where I want to go. So there's this thing of if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no, which I've always stuck by. So this morning I was really, really excited, but there was just some doubt in my mind. It was a yes, but it wasn't a hell yes. So I said no. Mm. It's hard to say no, but if you want to be the most successful that you can be, you're going to have to Mm. say no to some stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's an understanding what your purpose and your mission and your values are. I've worked a lot with artists and in in that kind of freelance world. And there's often, you know, people contacting them and saying, could you just like artists, could you just do a picture? Could you just, you know, and it's also about valuing your time and your skills. And it's not, it's not just about you know a kind of an hour it's all the experience that you're bringing to that 
time as well and to be able to have your own framework your own series of questions will it do this for my business will it do this for me personally or you know whatever that is feels really important and actually it take I think it takes courage to say no to something especially when you have that first adrenaline rush of going oh my god that sounds so exciting and I really want to do it to be able to think actually mm, it's not it's not for me right now that that is a courageous step I think for me, I have always been an entrepreneur. So um, I went to drama school and when I left drama school, I sort of tried auditioning and it just was, was not for me. And so I, I started my own party business and from there I ran my own theatre school and now I do phonics with Robot Red. So I've, I've always been an entrepreneur before I was a mum, when I was pregnant, when I was... So I've, I've been through this whole thing. So I call them normal people, employed people. <laughs> I have never been an employed person. So I've been through this whole journey of like creating the exact life that I want to live. And, and sometimes thing will, things will creep in and I'll think, oh gosh, no, I don't, I don't want that. And I feel so blessed that I, ha- I have the opportunity to create the exact life that I want to live. But there's certain things that I need to do in order for me to be able to they do my job as head of sales for Phonics with Robot Reg, support franchisees, and then support the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. Mm. There's a whole list of things that I need to be able to do. And if I can't do them, then I wouldn't be able to do my job. So it's like a whole lifestyle thing for me that all fits in with, with each other and, and it just works really well. And that's exactly what I want. Mm. What does do good and do well mean for you? Well, I guess that 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 sort of ties into exactly what I I was saying. I think the tendency when you're an entrepreneur is that your job can take over your life. You know, it it takes over every single thought that you have. Now, for me, that's a blessing and a curse at the same time, because like I say, I used to always use that hashtag. She designed a life she loved and I absolutely love it. And for me, that's exactly what it is. It's a lifestyle that I have created. And this is what our business ethos is, you know, a job that you can do around your child. It's flexible. You've got the freedom, but also I go running every day and I work out and I look after myself and you know I'll have two hours off if I want to have two hours off and sometimes I like to have a coffee and just like stare into space for 30 (laughs) minutes and that is absolutely fine Mm. and actually like over the Christmas period I don't know if you find this but things get very noisy it wasn't so bad this year because we didn't have to see like the whole world (laughs) I like get to the end of the two-week Christmas break and I'm like I haven't had a moment with my own thoughts (laughs) I can't live like this which sounds very dramatic but I don't come up with ideas and I don't have these creative things going on if I don't have that and my husband will often say to me like oh are you working my husband's a normal person he's employed (laughs) um oh are you working you know and I'm just sat there and I'm like yes actually I am working currently (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's right give it I was just talking to someone about giving yourself permission to do that to give yourself that space so that you can create we we need we, I find I need silence. I, I, the thing that the thing that keeps me stuck in mud is the noise that I. It, it's almost like a physical reaction to it all. <laughs> you know, whether it's the dog or the kids or social media or television, what, whatever it is, I can feel myself. You know, 
getting to the top and then I'm like I just want some time on my own (laughs) but I think the two go hand in hand Mm. I find the more I look after myself the more that I'm you know doing all of the things that I love doing the better I can be as a business owner the better I can be as a mum as a wife Mm. and all of those things so it is so important for me and I think if you're not an entrepreneur who's thinking about looking after themselves then you'll never be the best version of yourself you'll never be the most successful that you can be and and that's why people want to run their own business isn't it so that they can have this amazing life that is on their own terms but you've got to look after yourself to be able to have that so the two absolutely go hand in hand for me Can I talk to you a bit about well in terms of maybe wealth and money? Where do you stand with all of that? What what's important for you? Yeah, so I think, you know, you touched on it at the beginning. I have always come from a place of wanting to help people. That is my passion. That's what I absolutely love doing. And I always say to people, go with your heart. If they're like, I'm not sure if I should do this or do this, I'm like, where is your heart? go with your heart mm. and I've, I've I've wanted to do that going back to the whole me auditioning thing though yeah this was the issue <laughs> for me the main issue you know I I like nice things I like going on holiday I have got my vision board with all the things that I want on there so I I do have dreams and aspirations and I've had some amazing amazing experiences in my life which have spurred me on to want more of those things so definitely the one of the main decisions of apart from the fact that I also found auditioning very soul destroying is that I didn't want to live on someone's sofa I didn't want to um you know live in a down and out flat that was had mold in the corner like I wanted to design the life that I loved and money comes into that massively financially I want my child to go to a good school I want my child to have opportunities but also if I'm gonna work as hard as I do and give as much as I do then I obviously want to have a financial reward for that my my biggest fear for people is that they'll be working really hard and giving so much out and not getting that financial reward yeah that's part of my struggle <laughs> building a business is because I I just want to do it for free but I do I yeah I feel the same my husband and I are two of the three million excluded so we've had no financial support whatsoever over this period of time and that really spurred me on last year to go I don't want to be in that place anymore I don't want to be in a place where I feel like I need that help and so I really value these conversations about money and about putting money in the hands of good people (laughs) that can do good things with it the more money I have earned the more I've been able to give in you know various ways in terms of my free time back in the day when I was setting up my own theatre school I didn't earn any money for 18 Mm -hmm. months which was just insane now but you know I didn't know then what I knew now but I would I was like working four jobs and doing all of the things and putting all of the hours in and people would say to me like why are you doing this you're not making any money like and I was like but I will there's a plan I know where this is going but as I have created 
a steady income and created more wealth myself there's been opportunities I volunteer for my local charity I've raised money for Great Ormond Street Hospital I've done a lot of work with them I've just signed up to um, fundraise and do the London Marathon and all of those opportunities have been presented to me because of where I've managed to get to if I was back in the day not earning any money for 18 months I would have struggled to have done that so the more I've earned the more opportunity to give there has been mm. which is is worth thinking about as well I think mm. you touched on then about what you didn't know when you first started out so what were what were the things you didn't know you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like the reason that I love doing the entrepreneurs growth club and I go live every Sunday in the group at 8 p.m and and talk just in my free group and I said before my friends aren't entrepreneurs my family aren't entrepreneurs I don't come from that background but I feel like I'm so passionate about starting a business from scratch and watching it grow I think that's amazing I don't think enough people are in love with that journey I do have to rein myself in because I'm like I can't start a new business every single year okay Charlie (laughs) put yourself out but back in the day when I launched my theatre school I was just dabbing around in the dark I didn't even know what I was aiming for like I talk to people now about a sales strategy, a marketing plan. I didn't even know what marketing or sales were. I was just like literally asking people, do you want to come to my theatre school? But now I feel like I've got, I've got a, a blueprint of what works when you're running a business. And I've helped hundreds of business owners now. So everything, every single sector that there is, I've probably... Ha- dipped my toe into and helped somebody create more sales. And I think sales is the most important thing in any business. When I'm training new franchisees, I'll say, what's the most important thing about this business, do you think, in your opinion? And they will always say, like, delivering the classes or my relationship with the parents. No, it's sales. And we get primary school teachers in, so it's a very different thing. They're coming from being a primary school teacher, which is like the most different thing to being an entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they need to sort of rewire themselves. But sales is the most important part. If you don't have any sales, you don't have a business. So it doesn't matter if you're selling earrings, you're doing uh, personal development, you're running a greengrocer's. You've got to have that focus on sales. So I, I feel like if I, if, if I was on a TV programme, this would be my dream, right? If any, it's any producers watching this. <laughs> um, they're like, right, get 10 people. They all have to start a business from scratch when it's like a business that they know nothing about. The Great British Entrepreneur Show Throwdown with I, Charlie I, Day. I think that would do well. <laughs> I, there's a new dog one coming out about dog, dog grooming so I think that yeah sorry I interrupted I got carried away with the show format yeah, well I mean it's a solid idea so if you want to pick it up and run with it <laughs> then go for it but yeah yeah I just I, I, so I think that the, I've just learned how to create sales I've learned how to you know, have a really strong sales strategy that works time and time again. And I don't think enough business owners have that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like they could get like your profile and give you a business. Like I hate, hate is a strong word, but I'm not a dog person. I've never had a dog. So if I had to run a dog 
grooming parlor it might be that's what they need to do they need to like match you up with something which is really out of your comfort zone just to add something in for the viewers anyway <laughs> what was the thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that just having a sales strategy and being able to create a sales strategy that works time and time again so that your sales are consistent mm. and you can see how many sales you're going to have each month and plan and and know that that income is going to come in I think if you apply that to any business it'll do well mm. I've been having lots of conversations mainly with myself recently about whether the arts culture charity social sex and actually need to get better at this business stuff because I think we when I first started this business I thought that I might because I had come from that background do lots of funding applications and then I was like I hate funding. I actually hate writing funding applications. Like one of the worst ways I can spend my time. So I'm not going to do that. And I've had to learn how to work on this business as much as in this business. Like I know I'm a good coach, but I know that I've had to really grow very, very quickly in my understanding of how to do sales without feeling like I'm selling my soul and, you know, coming from a place of service and really understanding that structure, that language. I think maybe we need to pick that up and use that blueprint for that kind of world as well. Absolutely. And I think some businesses don't think that they're businesses and they don't think in that way. Like, so I'll go back to me being an actor. Each actor needs to think of themselves as a business owner. You are the business owner and it's up to you to get your Instagram profile and get on TikTok and Clubhouse and whatever else is out there and showcase yourself. And it doesn't matter if you're an influencer, you're a business, you're a theatre, you're a school. We should all be responding in the same way so I I think you're right but some businesses certainly in that sector don't see themselves as a business I think there's it feels like a a bit of a dirty word in some way you know economics yeah because as soon as you say like oh you know I'm in charge of sales or I'm passionate about sales I love creating sales people literally are like she's she's a car salesman yeah what's she trying to sell she's trying to sell you something people (laughs) roll up roll up Come and try my fruit and veg, guys. (laughs) But that, for me, is the absolute opposite of what a good salesperson is. Me and my husband are both in sales. He's employed, works in sales, and obviously I do this. And we were looking to book a holiday. And we there's like a swanky, well, obviously this was before lockdown. Mm. There was a swanky new Virgin Atlantic that had opened where I live in Chelmsford in Essex. And it's the sort of place that gives you a latte while you book your holiday. So I was like, <laughs> oh, please, can we go? There's like a kid's area. I was like, yeah. So I knew exactly what I wanted to book. So my husband was like, why don't we just book it on the internet? And I'm like, because I want a latte while I'm doing it. So we went and this woman, obviously it's her job to sell us a holiday. And we're sat there and she didn't ask us a single question. She didn't, obviously she asked us where we wanted to go. But apart Mm -hmm. from that, she didn't ask us, you know, was it a, a holiday for a special reason? What sort of holidays have we been on in the past? What was our budget? I mean, that's a good question. And, you know, we walked out, obviously we didn't book the holiday. We ended up booking it ourselves. Did you get your latte though? I got the latte, so <laughs> everyone's a winner. But it does make you think, even in a massive company like Virgin Atlantic, where they obviously have some sales training, 
people still aren't asking the right questions people aren't finding out about their customers the more you know about them and their pain points so actually a good salesperson just lets the other person speak and just listens and asks questions and so that cheesy car sales guy is the exact opposite to what I think everyone should be yes yeah I agree okay so how how do you continue to learn about this you know obviously you've had all of this experience but how do you make sure that you're on top of things and and continuing to learn oh I'm the biggest geek you'll ever meet so last year I set myself a challenge to read two business books per month this year my challenge is to read three uh but I absolutely love it like when lockdown got announced the other day and I was like gutted I was like I know what I'll do I'll sign up to a course I'll sign up to a course and everything will be fine I just love learning and I'll find somebody who's just three steps ahead of me mm-hmm. and learn from them but obviously I, I love following big people as well and I went to America in 2019 and I did a business conference there which was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and I definitely want to do something like that again when we're allowed to listen to podcasts read books do courses go to seminars follow people and get there yeah I do all of that all of the time because I love it and we we've constantly got to move on so I I mentioned Clubhouse which is the latest media app by invite only yeah and only on iPhone so throw us Android users (laughs) yeah I know gosh that's a big one isn't it so I've I've been listening I've only been in there for about five days but I've been listening and going into rooms and and joining all of these things and I love it I love finding out and and I think this one is going to be amazing because it's audio only Mm. and it's like the radio I just put it on in the background and I'm listening to Gary Venuchuk telling me about business I'm like this is my sort of radio (laughs) but yeah I just I love learning new things and I think when I ran my theatre school I worked for a number of different theatre schools and I had seen what I wanted to create that was different from what was out there and I always promised myself that I would be one step ahead because I felt like that's what the others weren't you get comfortable with Instagram and then TikTok comes and so many people were like well I'm not gonna learn a new social media platform and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) well do I have to do TikTok (laughs) And I get it. And and there is a certain element of me that's like, okay, LinkedIn, I always talk about LinkedIn. It's not my platform. I don't like it. I'm just going to leave it right there. And sometimes I get myself into a LinkedIn crowd and I get out of my depth really quick. And I'm like, oh God, is there anyone in here who likes TikTok? Um, So you don't need to be on all of the social media platforms. You absolutely don't. And you need to know which ones work best for your Mm. business. And why? you do need to dip your toe in so that you can see if that is going to be the next big thing for your business. I think the people who don't do that, oh, I've only just got to grips with Facebook and now there's Instagram. I'm not going to do it. And then six months down the line when their target audience is on Instagram, they're like, oh God, I should have started this six mm-hmm. months ago. So I think, I think you do have to be one step ahead. You always have to be learning new things. And I'm always trying to be the best version of myself for myself, for my family and for my business. Mm, yeah and I guess it's knowing your why and if you know the information you can then make the choice about whether it is right for your business or not or if it needs to even if you don't use it now it might be something that you use further down the line before we wrap up I wonder whether because it sounds all so positive and you you're so clearly curating a life that you want 
is there anything you can share where things haven't quite gone so well and sort of what 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 you did to to move out of that Absolutely. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, I have been an entrepreneur since I was 21. So nearly 11 years in business. And when I got pregnant, I was in this scenario where I was doing my parties on a weekend. I was doing my um, theatre school in the afternoons, evenings. And then I was doing the phonics during the day. And, And then I got pregnant and I was like... Well, that's brilliant, isn't it? Just added a baby into that mix. That'll be (laughs) all hunky-dory, won't it? And I was still doing that when I was seven days overdue. That was my last day in work. And I loved it. Do you know, I loved it. Everything I have ever done, I have loved. Every business I've had. You know, I loved doing the parties. I loved getting children on stage. We took them up to the West End. They performed on stage. Loved the phonics. I was the first phonics teacher that we ever had. And so for me, there was no doubt in my mind that that would just continue on. So I had the baby 11 days overdue. I had an emergency C-section. He ended up in neonatal. He had a few issues uh, at the very start of his life. And I remember holding him in the hospital and we had to stay in for a full week thinking, am I allowed to swear? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, oh no, (laughs) do you know what I mean? (laughs) This is gonna change everything like what am I going to do and we franchised our business it was all set to be franchised when only was six weeks old and I mean talk about not looking after yourself I mean what was I thinking my mum sat outside the room with this baby exclusively breastfed baby and I would just run out and feed him then back in to teach these first ever franchisees and It took me 18 months, no word of a lie, 18 months to figure out how I could be a mum and run a business. Mm. And I felt guilty every single day of those 18 months. If I was with my baby, I felt guilty. If I wasn't with my baby, I felt guilty. If I was with my baby and working, I felt guilty. There was no part of me that did not feel guilty. And then one day when he was 18 months old, I just woke up and I went, I'm not gonna feel guilty anymore. I am gonna reframe this thing so it is exactly what I want it Mm -hmm. to be. And I had to sit down and think about exactly what I wanted. And then I did it. And I had a lot of noise at this point of people saying, just be a stay at home mum, Charlie, just stay at home. And I had to make some really, really hard decisions. And I didn't know what I wanted. Like half of me wanted to be a stay at home mum and the other half of me wanted to work. And I was like, <laughs> how do I manage this? And, and uh, making that promise to myself that I was never ever gonna feel guilty was the best thing that I did. And I went and I did a video and I said, I want my child to have a mum who is happy, who loves what she does and who works, Mm -hmm. who works hard and creates something absolutely amazing. And and that's what I've done. And I suppose going back to the whole money thing as well, that's why it's really important to me because 2019, I took my whole family to Australia, my mum and dad, Ernie, my husband, we all went to Australia for a whole month. We launched our business out there. We had the best time ever. I mean, Ernie was only three when we went, but Mm -hmm. he still talks about it now. And having those moments and going, we've been able to do that 
because of how hard I've worked to get us to the only reason that we are here is because I made that decision that day to work and have a baby and it is shaping his life the fact that I run my own business the fact that I made that decision and so I've really struggled with that I've really struggled and that's another thing that I love about the Entrepreneurs Growth Club because it is full of mums and sometimes people are like oh my god I've got a six-month-old baby and I can't cope and I'm like yes you won't be able to cope I've been there it's practically impossible but let's sit down and figure out a way that we can make it work and it's being kind to yourself it's saying actually at this point I can only work one day a week but I still want to grow my business I still want to develop my business but at the moment I can only do that one day a week Mm. when he's two that might change I mean in September he's going to go to school and my life's going to change and I'm going to have more time than ever and I'm sad like oh my god but yeah yeah so that was really really tough Mm. and yeah I hear you and yeah thank you for sharing and that is exactly what I was going to say actually that it changes all the time so mine are nine and ten that feels very different to what I need to do in my business to to manage it all and it will change when my daughter goes off to secondary school maybe in September let's let's see what happens this year Charlie thank you so much what's next for you and how can we get in touch how can people find you yeah absolutely so come and join the entrepreneurs growth club if you're a small business owner I am constantly sharing my tips and my tricks and all of the things in there I think um, this year is going to be all about growing both of my businesses last year I helped hundreds of women in business this year I want to help thousands that is my mission for this year and also we want to grow phonics with robot reg and keep adding new franchisees and our reach across the whole of the uk if you want to follow phonics with robot reg on instagram facebook we are phonics with robot reg if you want to follow me and my journey i am on instagram at the entrepreneurs growth club i'm on tiktok at the entrepreneurs growth club obviously our facebook group the entrepreneurs growth club over on facebook and if you're on clubhouse if you want to step ahead of the game i'm charlie day on clubhouse i'll see you in there (laughs) (laughs) and i'll put all of those links in the show notes for everyone i have no doubt that you will be helping thousands of women and just keep doing what you're doing because it is it's really lovely thank you so much charlie Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Good. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any comments about this podcast, what we're doing well, what I'm not doing so well, and what you'd like to hear more of, please do drop me a line. You can email me and Sarah at sarahfox.co.uk or you can find me on social media. And if you are a changemaker who wants to do good and do well, come along to my free Facebook group. All the details are in the show notes. Take very good care.